I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. We join Mr. Tom Korski, managing editor of Black Lock Supporter. Good morning, Tom. Hi, Alex. We were just talking about the changes to the passport, and um, and I was talking to Alan Carter. He said, someone's got to do an FOI and find out who came up with what and how much did it cost. Uh, I assume you guys have already done that. You know, not well. Mystery solved. If you live long enough, all mysteries are solved. Now we know why there were six-hour lineups at the passport office. Yeah, 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 that's true. They were putting in new pictures. And it, mm-hmm. Alex, if they were going to put in pictures, like, I'm sure you and I can come up with some ideas about pictures. If I knew there was a drawing contest, I mean, I used to, do, you know, I can draw. Mm-hmm. I would draw a picture of a dumpster fire, maybe, mm-hmm. or a car crash, right? To, to just sort of get get the message across the about the passport office. Anyway, I know you've already talked about the passport office, but yeah, aren't they something? They really, they run like a Swiss watch. They're great. Yeah, it's going over like uh, like it does for other, every other government that does this. But boy, they really they really went for it on this one. Like it's just go for it. Just if we're gonna piss them off, we just gotta fully piss dare off Canadians. Dare to dream. You got, uh, dare yeah. to dream. Accomplishment made. All right, lots going on today. Um, they're going to be holding a House Affairs Committee, and it got a unanimous uh, vote. So I guess the Liberals have decided to get on board. They're going to be investigating what happened with. Uh, I guess um, uh, Michael Chong. Maybe they should look into a few others. But what is this? What is this committee going to actually uh, investigate? They're going to follow the paper trail, and someone is going oh. to lose their career. In oh. fact, there's a motion now. Uh, uh, hilariously, the conservatives have put forward a motion to bring in the Chinese ambassador for questions. Well, that's not going to happen. Oh. That just, I would just, pay, uh, though. Oh, uh, let's stop there. Uh, would uh, I not uh, love uh, to see that guy on the stand? Oh, he okay. is a charmer. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, they can't force him to testify due to diplomatic immunity, but mm. it is a. Uh, it does focus the mind. And they have a bunch of other names on a list, and, and the House Affairs Committee is going to bring those people in. What do they want to know? Well, there is a list of people, current former security national security advisors to the prime minister, staff of the Department of Foreign Affairs, and members of cabinet. And someone got the secret memo three weeks before the 2021 election that said the Chinese agents are intimidating this MP's family, and they did nothing. Well, let's find out. And you know that there's going to be a lot of people clearing their throats, staring at their shoes, and having terrible memory lapses. I just I can't recall 2021. <laughs> they have to find out what happened with that memo, because that's a widowmaker, Alex. This was absolutely, you can't get any more serious in terms of Chinese communist agents' interference, intimidating a member of Parliament's family based on how he cast a vote on the floor of the House of Commons. And somebody sat on it if we go by the official version from the prime minister's office. That's a problem. Well, the version we're supposed to go with is that uh, no one saw this report. Like, it's we're supposed to believe that everyone got this report. It's just no one actually saw it. Like, this nine-page urgent report. Like, no one. It just, that was the one that went between the the couch cushions. 
It was hot. It was, you know, it was summertime. There was, uh, there were squirrels outside. Everyone was distracted all at the same time and no one read it. Yeah, that's the official version. It's going to be, talk about hot, it's going to get hot. It will. All right. And meanwhile, um, you know, Kenny Chu, who has also testified that the House Affairs Committee, no one seems to care about what happened to Kenny Chu. It's incredible. I mean, this is a guy who lost his seat and has been ringing the alarm, I think, longer than anybody. But, you know, he, he's testifying. And um, again, like, why does why does no one believe him? Liberal MPs on the same committee said uh, they've looked at the numbers in his polling data. Stevenson, uh, Richmond East and B.C., Vancouver Riding and said uh, the numbers don't make sense, uh, Mr. Chu says famously, and this has been in, supported by other independent investigators who have looked at this, who said there, there was some monkey business in that riding, and there it, it came out of the Vancouver consulate for the People's Republic of China. A couple of Liberal MPs saying, well, we look at the numbers here, we're not seeing it. Um, and to which Mr. Chu replies in testimony, says, well, yeah, it's subterfuge, right? It's it's difficult to track, which is why you should have an investigation. Interesting and fair comments, my two cents, Alex, on both sides. But I think some MPs do make a mistake of assuming that the Chinese are really good at this. No one says they have to be good at it. They just have, they can be very clumsy and inept and stupid at it. But the point is they tried, and no one stopped them. And we know they did that with Michael Chong. So it stands to reason they tried to do it with some others. And that whole ball is starting to unravel now. And once you start pulling the threads, Alex, you never know where it's going to go. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's because uh, when this whole thing started, when you go back to the reporting of Sam Cooper at the beginning, it was just a little interference, as if as if the prime minister with that line thought, well, that'll that'll be okay. No, what, what do you mean a little? That, that's okay? Like, they thought a little bit was okay. And then, it, of course, it became, <laughs> oh, no, we're seized with it. So uh, there you go. Um, I want to talk about this one because I, I'm going to laugh at this, but it's actually not laugh, a laughable thing because what's going on with the upgrades and the uh, not upgrades, I'd say the um, modernization of our broadcast act is actually really scary. And, and the CRTC censors uh, are being told that they must mandate corrections to errors of fact. Um, you know, according to the National Council of Canadian Muslim members who uh, testified at the Senate Transport and Communication Committee, like Bill C-11 hadn't even, the ink hadn't even dried, and there were groups demanding what, what needs to happen at the CRTC. CRTC doesn't need to be demanded to do anything. They, they seem quite willing in all of this, Tom. But now you've got groups saying that they should be um, changing errors of fact according to whom? National Council of Canadian Muslims. Uh, we've had yeah. dealings with them in the past, very straightforward. Yeah. But on this subject, I have to tell you, this is berserk. But you know what's interesting is censorship becomes normalized, Alex, and that comes right from yeah. the top. It is now when so when people say, you know, someone there were mean tweets hurt my feelings. We can't have that. And then was hate speech. Well, not technically illegal speech, but it was really it, it was pretty unpleasant. I didn't like that. And then here you have the Council of Canadian Muslims saying that. Some independent agency, let's not mince words, a federal government agency is going to, in their mind, mandate corrections on, quote, errors of fact that the government doesn't like. And the government is going to decide who got their facts wrong. Are you kidding me? How can you not grasp 
how this can go south? And that's a rhetorical question. I know the answer. This is the thing about censorship, Alex. You and I know this. Millions of Canadians know this. There are people who, who say things that we don't like. And if you don't like it, don't listen to it. That's your right. You can't tell someone else that they don't get to listen to it. That's the difference. So you have all these people saying, look, I'm a good person. I know that they're, ne they're never going to censor me. It's those bad people down at the, you know, at the end of the, you know, the other guy. It's it the doesn't black work that way. That, uh, yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? We would. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the police sirens now. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to do your reporting by smoke signal, and then I'll translate it, and we'll, we'll get it on. But nonetheless, I just quickly want to get into this. The uh, chief uh, bank inspector is uh -oh. very concerned about uh, billions in loans with uh, certain ver variable rate mortgages. What are we, what, what's he worried about? Variable rates, fixed payments. Um, I'm uh, surprised that they're legal. Uh, these are mortgages. How, how many? Uh, there's about a quarter trillion dollars worth out there. Uh, Bank Superintendent uh, Routledge testifying the Senate Banking Committee saying, uh, we're watching this very carefully. We're very nervous. Why? You have variable rates. That means you pay more as interest rates go up, but you have fixed payments until your term is up and then it's renegotiated. Well, you're not building any equity in your home. You're, you're, you, you might as well be a squirrel running in a cage. You, you're never, you're not even paying down principal. And when those come up for renewal on schedule with your friendly local banker and the rates have tripled, guess what happens? That's a, that's a big problem. And uh, when, whenever a bank superintendent walks into the room and says, I'm concerned, that's <laughs> it, it, the blood <laughs> drains from everyone's face. Yeah. Yeah, well, stay tuned on that one. All right, lots of, uh, there was so much stuff this week. Nonetheless, uh, you have a great weekend, and we'll uh, chat next week. Oh, you too. Thanks, Alex. All righty, there is Tom Korski, subscription-based, worth uh, every cent. By the way, if you miss stuff, we do post uh, that link on our 640 uh, Toronto webpage, and you can catch up with any of the stuff that you miss on this show. Some of you do ask.